Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, what is up, everyone? Welcome to the Crack House Chronicles. I am Donnie, your host, and with me is a man who would really like a nice sweater for Christmas, but will settle for a decent moaner or screamer. (laughs) It's Dale. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, buddy. I do like a nice sweater. Yep, or a screamer (laughs) or a moaner. (laughs) Or a sweater. (laughs) Yeah, we'll just go sweater. (laughs) (laughs) A nice sweater. Oh, Lord, what's going on? <laughs> oh, man. I'm ready to record an episode, bud. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep, that's good. Yeah, we had to take a break from life. That's it. <laughs> you got any good shout-outs for us or any kind of thing you want to talk about first? Uh, I don't have much shout-outs now, but I do want to – well, I guess it is a shout-out. I'm going to give a shout-out to uh, Michelle Brown, uh, Instagram follower, who suggested uh, we do this episode, so we're going to do this one for her. All right. So uh, anytime you guys got suggestions or anything, shoot it to us, and we'll look it over. Thank you, Michelle, for this suggestion. All right, then. And we want to remind everybody to, you know, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, click that five-star button. Yep. Rate and review. Five. Yes, it really, I promise, it helps us out a whole lot. It helps boost our ratings and gets us to the top of the top of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> Podcast chain. Whatever. Yep. And it, for all you YouTube subscribers, you know, if you listen on YouTube, click that notification bell. Yeah, subscribe. Give, yeah, please do. subscribe and give us a, a rating <coughs> on there too. Give us a comment. Yeah, and if you have a case suggestion, uh, go to our Facebook page, leave us a message there. You can go to our website and send us an email from there. Our Instagram. Yep. However you want. However you want. Yep. yep. Just let us know what you think. Yep. And also check out the store page. Yeah, please. Yeah, there's some shirts and masks and mugs and you can get you something nice for Christmas if you hurry up. And stickers. Yeah. Some good stuff. All right, Dale. I'll just drop by and say hey. Yeah. We don't care. That's the last time I'm going to say your name. Okay. (laughs) Dale, I'm not going to say your name anymore. Okay, Dale. All right, Dale. All right. All right, dude. All right. We're going to get into our episode, bud. All right. Chill out. And and this is the disappearance of Haley Cummings. Haley Ann Marie. Yep. She was a five-year-old little girl that went missing. From Satsuma, Florida. Easy for you to say. Yeah. And this was on February the 9th, 2009. And just a little bit of background on Haley. She was born on August 17th, 2003. And if she were alive today, we don't know if she's alive, dead or alive, but she would be 17 years old today. Mm -hmm. All right. Our story begins on February the 9th, 2009. And this was when Haley and her little brother that went by Junior. Yeah. But his name was Ronald Cummings Jr. That's a good reason to call him Junior. Yeah. They were staying with uh, their babysitter, a.k.a. living girlfriend of their father. Yeah. And his name was Ronald Cummings. 
Imagine uh, that. <laughs> yeah, because he's a senior. His full name was Ronald Lamiles Cummings. L-E-M-Y-L-E-S. Yes. That's a new one on me. Now, I've never heard that name before. Must be a Florida thing. It must be. I don't know. Anyway. But, yeah, like I said, they were from Satsuma, Florida. And they lived at 202 Green Lane, and this is in southern Putnam County down there in Florida. Now, what had happened was <laughs> Ronald, the you dad. start a story off like that. It's never good. <laughs> what? See, what had happened was. Yeah. yeah. It, this one time in Florida. <laughs> now, Ronald had to go to work. He was working for PDM Bridge Company there in uh, Palatka, Florida. Yeah. I guess that's near Satsuma. Yeah, 20 minutes out, I think. Yeah. His uh, girlfriend, Misty, was in charge of the kids. Misty slash girlfriend slash babysitter. Yeah. She was watching the kids. Now, Ronald at the time, he was 25. Yes. And Misty was only 17. Right. And living girlfriend. They'd been together about three months, I think. Yeah. As far as being a couple. But she was uh, babysitting <clears throat> the kids that night while he was working. Correct. And she put the kids to bed around 8 o'clock. That's when they usually went to bed. They let them, She let them watch a little TV and then go to bed around 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8, 8.30, I think she said. Yeah. And according to Misty, she did some house cleaning and laundry and a few different things. And she went to bed around 10 p.m. Now, their home was a single-wide trailer, and it yeah. wasn't very big. Mobile home. Mobile home. It was a trailer. Yeah. And she, the bedroom, they shared a bedroom. They all slept in the master bedroom. I think it was a queen-size mattress on the floor. That's what it looked like. I've seen pictures of it. Yeah. And then there was another small mattress on the floor where... Uh, it was very small. I don't yeah. even think it was a twin. Was It was more like a, like a crib mattress look. Maybe. Could have been. And Hard to tell from the photo. And that's where Haley slept. Yes. But they all stayed in this... In the same room. Yeah. And there was a master bathroom off of the the bedroom there. Yeah. But that's going to come into play just a little bit later, mm -hmm. here shortly. But yeah, she put them to bed about 8 o'clock. And Misty had done some housework and um, went to bed a couple hours later. And she got up around 3 a.m. And she said she had to go to the bathroom, but she noticed that there was a light on in the kitchen. Right. But she didn't make it to the bathroom. There's been different accounts of this, Dale, where she said that she was going to get a drink of water. There's a whole lot of different accounts of a whole lot of different stuff in this Mis story. Misty changes her story quite a bit. And I said your name again. All right. Ding. But she goes into the kitchen, notices the light on. Right. And noticed that the back door was propped open. Yeah. With a cinder block. Cinder block. Yeah. And she goes back to the bedroom and notices that Haley is missing. Yep. She all, is, all this is her account of what happened. Yeah, this is her account. Okay. And notice that Haley is gone. But uh, Ronald Jr., that we're just going, I guess we're just going to call him Jr., he was sleeping in the bed with Misty at the time. Right. But he was still there laying in the bed. But Haley was gone. Right. For some reason, I don't know why, but it takes 30 minutes for them to report her missing to the authorities. Well, she knew that uh, Ronald was getting off work about 3 o'clock. And she had tried calling him a couple times. Yeah. But they had been into a fight earlier in the day and uh, before he left to go to work. She didn't want to watch the kids on this particular night. Yeah. And uh, 
For I don't think stuff. anybody wanted to watch the kids that night. <clears throat> no, they didn't. And then just getting some stuff that happened the previous weekend anyway. But on this night, she didn't really want to watch the kids. And he's like, you got to watch the kids. And his mom didn't want to watch the kids. And she was going to pay Misty to do it. So anyway, Misty eventually said that she would do it and not take nobody because, you know, she's just trying to be good. But anyway. Yeah. So he left to go to work. And uh, he was getting off at 3. But she tried calling him and he didn't answer. Oh, yeah. That was my point. And they had gotten into it, and she got mad and turned her phone off. I guess so she wouldn't have to talk to him. Yeah, and he tried to call her 20-something times while he was at work. Yeah. And all this has been... Uh, it's been proven. Yeah, phone records. Back phone records that he had, and none of them were answered, so whatever. So mm-hmm. she can say what she wants to, but he, he was trying to call her 20-something times while he was at work. Yeah. When Ronald was trying to call... Um, Misty all those times, he ended up calling her brother and uh, asking him if he would go by and check on her and his kids and see what's going on because he couldn't get a hold of her and he was right. getting worried. And uh, he said that he went by there and knocked on the door and there was no lights on. Nobody came to the door, so he was saying nobody was home. But now whether it wasn't at home or if they were already asleep, who knows, but that was the, what he told him. Mm-hmm. It was a long way around to say that. But anyway, so anyway, he's on his way home. Time he gets home. And that's when... Uh, about 30 minutes. This was about 3.30 a.m. Yeah. On February the 10th. And I think, I guess she does... Maybe maybe she was looking for her. Maybe she was outside. Maybe she was looking everywhere. Or maybe she was mm-hmm. just waiting for him to get home to tell him. Or who knows? Yeah. We don't really know what happened there. Yeah. But anyway, somewhere between 3 o'clock and then 3.30 is when I think she finally... Yeah, this was at 3.30 a.m. Haley is reported missing to the Putnam County Sheriff's Office. And like I said, this was soon after Ronald Cummins gets home from his job at the PDM Bridge in Palatka. Now, we've got that 911 call, Dale, and I've, I've listened to it several times. I mean, several times. It's hard to understand. Misty is not the brightest crayon in the tool shed. Well, she does have a sixth grade education. Sixth grade. Yeah, and that's true. She quit school in sixth grade, so she's got a sixth grade education, and she's only 17 years old. Mm. She's pretty frazzled. This kid's missing. And then you can hear uh, Ronald in the background in uh, – He's uh, he's flipping out a little bit. Yeah, he's got some issues, anger issues, I think. Yeah. All right, we got that 911 call right here. All right, play it. I just woke up and our back door was all open and we can't find our daughter. Can't find what? Our daughter. Okay, what's your address? Um, Green Lane. What is that mean? What's the numerical? The numerical, what's that? The, the number? Green Lane? Yes. Okay, when did you last see her? Um, we were just, like, you know, it was about 10 o'clock. We were, she was sleeping, like, just cleaning. Okay, how old is your daughter? She's five. <laughs> okay, what was she last seen wearing? <laughs> Ma'am? She was in her pajamas. We were sleeping. Okay, all right. You said your back door was wide open? Yeah, it was brick. Like, it was brick on the floor. Like, when I went to sleep, the door was not like that. Okay, the back door, listen to me. Your back door was wide open. What are you talking about, a brick? Yes. What, what is the brick? It's on the back door, on the, on the stairs. Like, we have, like, a walkway. Uh-huh. And there was a brick laying there? Yes, it's still there. They are. Wait, we got them coming. Tell them we got them coming. Okay, what's the color of your house, ma'am? It's blue. It's blue. 
It okay. has nothing to do with me driving out there. The officers will take care of that, okay? They're coming out there, okay? Okay. Okay, I'm going to stay on the phone with you, okay? Okay. Until they get there, all right. Hang on. Tell him we got him coming. He needs to try to calm down a little bit, okay? The officers are going to come out there and do what they can. We can't have him screaming and yelling at the officers whenever they get there, okay? Now, listen to that call. There's a lot of things going on there. A whole lot. Yeah. Uh, Misty is losing it. Yeah. She's out of control. Like like we said, she only has a sixth grade education, and Ronald is flipping out, cussing. He's going to kill anybody that's taking his kid. Yeah. Bad man. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of funny how he goes right to that. Yeah. He automatically assumes somebody's taking his kid. Yeah. But, you know, I guess if, you know, they're pretty animate that that door's always locked, you know, with a deadbolt. Yeah. And then it's propped open with a cinder block. Mm-hmm. And that cinder block is going to weigh as more, as much or more than Haley weighed. Yeah. So and there's, she, she couldn't reach the deadbolts, or there's no way the hell did she done it. So they're saying that somebody came in, got Haley, and propped that door open, and left. <laughs> and Haley, no, there's no marks on the door either. Haley was small. Oh yeah. And the reason Dale for her, she was actually what like. 30 inches tall and weighed 40 pounds. Yeah, yeah, about 40 pounds. But the reason she was so small was uh, she had Turner Syndrome. Yes. And just a little bit of background. You can go into deep, deep stuff on Turner Syndrome, but just basically, you know, anybody don't know what it is. It's a condition that affects only females, and it results when one of the X chromosomes is missing or partially missing. Yes. And Turner syndrome can cause a variety of medical and developmental problems, including short height, uh, failure of the ovaries to develop, and even heart defects. Right. And Turner syndrome may be diagnosed before birth and during pregnancy or in early childhood. Occasionally, in females with mild signs of and symptoms of Turner syndrome, the diagnosis is even delayed until teen or adult years because, you know, they... They don't go through puberty. Right. There's a lot of there's a lot of symptoms, and Haley, we don't know the the full extent of her conditions. Right. No. But it was been reported that she did have to see a doctor pretty regularly. Yeah, taking like hormones shots and stuff. Okay. I think she was a little bit developmentally delayed, uh, low IQ too. Yeah. So we don't know the full extent, but well, yeah. really, no, that's got. Anything to do with this? No, but, but that's just, just a little, little background. A little bit on Haley, right? You know how special of a kid she really was. Yeah. All right, getting back to the, to the, to the call. Yeah, to the call. Ronald is flipping out. He's oh, going. Yeah. He's going to kill any MF that takes his his kid. And he don't care. You can put that on the recording. He'll go to. He ain't scared of prison. He ain't scared. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not no. at all. I think. Um, and that, he will hang up on the operator at least twice. Yes. Mm-hmm. What the hell? He don't care about no date of birth. No. <laughs> no, he don't care nothing about that. 
<laughs> but that just that's, we we played that full nine one one to sort of set the tone of what we're dealing with and what these people are like, Dale. Now you know, I mean, I'm I, we laugh at it, but really, you know, if you if you got off work and you came home, you know, I mean, so let's say middle of the night, but I mean, I don't work at night, but if I came home and you know, my girlfriend or whoever was watching the kids and one's missing and I walk in the door and that's the first thing he tells me, I'm going to probably have a flip out too. I mean, I'm not, probably not going to go straight to, I'm killing whoever's got my kid, but I'm going to be pretty distraught, <laughs> you know, now and then if somebody had my kid, then I'm probably going to be right there with him. But yeah, but I don't think that's the first, first thing you think, you know, mm-hmm. you like, wait, where did you look? What's going on? You know, but he just goes straight into flip out mode because if you look at the timeline, by the time he gets home and the time they call, he hadn't really had time to talk to her about what's going on. Zephyr, you need to call somebody and get him out here now. That's mm-hmm. basically, I assume that's basically all I've had time to do now. And he's just walking around the house. I mean, he may be going in and out of the rooms because he's, he's loud sometimes and he's not, you know, as, as audible other times. But he's, you know, he's not as uh, as audible other times. So he could be going in and out of rooms looking himself. But, mm-hmm. you know, we don't really know. It's just a call. Yeah, but... When the police get there, they find no sign of forced entry into that trailer. No. None. Like you said, I would have been outside hollering for my kid. Yeah. You know, did she walk out? Did she, she outside somewhere? Is she hiding? Is she, you know, something? Yeah. You know, because, you know, he did say he had a building out there. It could be anywhere out there. And if you looked where this place was, it was kind of like in a, like a trailer park, a really big one. But it's also off to itself and was kind of in a wooded corner of it. So yeah. it wasn't really surrounded by houses either. It was really around a lot of woods around it, you know, by the way, the, we, when we pulled up the address on uh, Google Earth. So she could have been almost anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would have been I would have been a flip out, but I'd been looking and looking hard. And if somebody would have taken her, they could have gotten the woods real quick. Yeah. Out of sight. Right. But, you know, she's talking about how short she was and, and small in stature, and, and there's no way that she could unlock that deadbolt by herself. It was locked. Yeah. And like you said, they never used that back door anyway. Right. That door was never used, according to Ronald and Misty. Right. Now, it's just uh, some stuff we brought up. Yeah, I seen it's one time he even said he wasn't in, never even in the backyard unless he was washing his car or something. So, I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's really weird that they were both adamant that that door is always locked, but yet here it is open in the screen door and the regular door propped open with a cement block. Mm-hmm. So something ain't right. Nope. All right, Dale. The next morning, a nationwide Amber Alert was issued for Haley and Marie Cummings. And Misty in the nine one one call, she described what Haley was wearing, and it was a pink shirt but i think it was a but she even said it was a pink hannah montana shirt yeah but it was later found that that shirt was in the dirty clothes or the dryer or something right. she well, wasn't even wearing that shirt that she said she was wearing so it was kind of weird because you know in the call she was pretty adamant about uh cleaning and doing laundry and yeah why she stayed up later and later it was even discovered that there was no laundry detergent in the house yeah but so i don't know during during whatever went on so i guess maybe this shirt got lost in the laundry and they found it Good man. now it was either there was two two different things i heard it was either in a laundry pile or it was in the washing machine itself and i heard both ways so i don't know actually where it was but during this 911 call they kept trying to justify what they were what they had been doing like i was doing laundry i 
got up to go to the bathroom. Right. You know, she Which put, don't make no sense either. No. But you know, there was another, she also said she was getting up and get a drink of water because that's probably after later. They's like, well, why the hell did you even go out of the bedroom? There's a bathroom in there. Yeah. So it was like, ooh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. And then Ronald comes home and said, I just got off work. Yeah. I was at work. Yeah. Establishing that alibi, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot about this case bothers me. Yeah. And I'd actually, when uh, when Michelle suggested this, I didn't, I didn't put it together, but I remember now watching a lot of this on Nancy Grace some years ago. But it was on just about the same time as the uh, uh, Kaylee Anthony. But let's just uh, get a little background too on Ronald and Misty. Now Ronald was married to when he was married to Haley and Ronald Jr.'s mother. Her name was Crystal Sheffield, and they were divorced. But Ronald had custody of these two kids. Right. And it's been reported that the reason he had custody, one of them was that. Crystal didn't show up for court. Right. Uh, another one was that she didn't have a job and or insurance and and even strung out on drugs. Yeah, if you can say, is everything from that to being on drugs and then just uh, not taking uh, Haley to her doctor's appointments and just being not a very good mother. So, but so the, then again, there's 15 different stories for, for that yeah. too. And and after hearing Ronald on the 911 call, yeah, he was the better parent. It had custody. Gosh. Imagine that. Yeah. These, these kids ain't got a chance. No. It re- been reported that Ronald had custody because he had a job with insurance. Right. He could cover the kids. Yeah. yeah but Crystal did get uh, every other weekend visitations with her two kids. Correct. Yeah. But the way um, Ronald and Misty met, they he actually met her at a bus stop. Yeah. Well, what had happened is... Um, from what we've seen, he had had a kid from a previous relationship. Okay. And apparently Misty was babysitting for this lady, and I don't know what her name is. And I don't know if I remember if I even heard it. But anyway, she didn't think that this lady was doing such a great job uh, with, the, with the child. So she reportedly hunted Ronald down, and she knew he would be at the bus stop with uh, with the kids. So mm-hmm. she went to the two uh, – Basically, go tell on her. Yeah. And then that's how they met. Yeah. And he hired her as a babysitter. Yeah, ended up. Her in. Yeah, ended up hiring her as his babysitter. And then, I don't know how long it took, but then they became involved. Yeah. They became involved when Misty was 17. Yes. Yeah. He waited till she was a little bit older. Yeah. Yeah. But now, shortly after Ronald got home from work, his mother showed up there at the house. Yeah, very, very quickly. Yeah, well, like within five minutes. Yeah, which is strange to everybody. And she lived like 15 miles away. Or farther, depending on which the story here. Yeah. And she was notified and said she drove like grease lightning to get there, but she'd had to drive 200 miles an hour to get there after <laughs> she even reported that she found out about Haley being missing. Right. And she showed up with a 8 by 10 photo. So you think... Maybe he called her before they called the 911. That's that's crazy. I mean, it makes me wonder, did he know that Haley was gone before he got home? Right. And I don't know, because, you know, there is uh, footage of him pulling into to a gas station 
on the way home getting some beer and some peanuts or something i think <laughs> you know because so, priorities so well you know they're just uh, like a regular day out getting off work you know and, yeah. and, and going home and no signs of nothing weird going on so i don't know if he knew or not till he got home that's true but anyway his mother showed up at the house like five minutes after she found out and with an eight by ten photo yeah that was really odd yeah but you know after listening to ronald talk you know he probably didn't have an eight by ten photo of his kid anyway yeah probably true but why was she i don't know to be for her to say she was so flipped out that she was dale earnhardt get down there you know why do you think she would have the you know to whatever you say whatever the word is here intuition yeah that one to to go grab a, a photo and bring it with you who would have thought? Who would have thought that? I don't. I wouldn't. Have. I've been getting my butt down there to right. find out where my grandkid is. Yeah, because it's like he already knew she's gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. So there's lots of this story. This uh, this is just really odd. Yeah. Now, 4 p.m. Dale. The next day, the Putnam County Sheriff's Office declared the case an abduction, but there's no evidence around the house that would lead anyone to believe that Haley wandered away from the house. Right. And just a little bit of background on this house. There was a former preacher that lived in that home. Right. And he even complained to the landlord about the floors. Being really squeaky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, terribly squeaky. Enough to wake you up and be walking around in the house. So why, you know, if somebody came in to abduct Haley, you'd think she would have heard it. Well, you'd think they'd have heard it when you come in the bedroom and get her out of the bed with you, too. Right there in the same room. Yeah. And it's, we're talking about a single wide trailer. So this, this room, we got, I've got a picture of this, this bedroom. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's not very big. No. And then the mattresses, they're on the floor. Not yeah. Even on, they're, they're not like beds on stands. It's they're just not on frames on at all. Floor, right. Yeah. They're just, but they're in on. separate corners, you know, and, you know, and there's two different stories. One where she said that, uh, they were actually all in the bed together. And then the other one was that Haley was in the little bed by herself. But, that one you can kind of overlook because it could be they went to bed together or whatever, and then maybe she woke up and got mm-hmm. in her own bed. Who knows what about that, but it just, I don't know. You would think if somebody come in and grab a kid out of the same room you're in, you would know it. Yep. But let's talk about the reason Ronald and Misty were in an arguing argument that night. Okay. The weekend before, Misty had went on a drug, drug binge. And yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, and she was hanging out with a guy by the name of Gregory Page. Gregory Page, and he was bi- biracial. Yeah, and he was known to his friends as White Boy Greg. Good name. Yeah, whatever. That's very original. <laughs> yeah, and they were doing drugs and having sex. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Ronald got mad. Yeah, I'm sure he's a little ill about that. Yeah. And, and I figure that's probably another reason she didn't really want to watch the kids, knowing that Ronald had to go to work. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. But they had interviewed several people. Because this was a what? It's, we're, missing, I'm sorry, we're missing on a Tuesday night, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so that's weekend before. That's when she was on the drug bench. Yeah, and she had been gone and, yeah, doing so doing some stuff. So even on, even on Tuesday, she probably didn't feel like watching kids. No. After being strung out. But uh, several people were interviewed, and even uh, Haley's younger brother, Ronald Jr., was even questioned. He was four years old at the time. Three. Okay, I'm sorry. He was three, about to turn four. Yes. 
Yeah, just like a few weeks or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He was even uh, – they even asked him some questions, and he even told investigators that he saw a man dressed in black yep. come into the home. Sure did. And take his sister. Take his sister. Yep. And he also even told him that uh, he saw the couch bouncing. Said he heard what, some squeaky couch or something. Yeah, <laughs> they heard the couch bouncing. Or yeah, like the couch was bouncing. Yeah, something's, something's going on. Yeah. There's so much shit to this case, I'm sorry. So I, I'm saying that maybe White Boy Greg was over there that night and they were on the couch. So you think maybe, maybe she waited for Ronald to go to work? It's very possible. And then White Boy Greg come visiting. Yeah. And then so she put the kids to bed early and then maybe maybe Haley wasn't sleeping. Very possible. Or Ronald Jr. wasn't sleeping. <sighs> yeah. He definitely wasn't. Mm-mm. But they didn't really believe nothing he said because he's three. So. Yeah, they didn't take it too seriously. Right. All right, the next day after Haley went missing, there were more than 130 officers from at least 10 counties, state and federal law enforcement agencies, searching for Haley Cummins. And they converged on Satsuma, Florida. And the population of Satsuma is about 5,500. And it's about 10 miles south of Palatka. And just to note... Just in this small area of uh, Satsuma, there are 44 registered sex offenders in this small area. Yeah, within a five-mile radius. Yes. 44. 44. Yes. And they did question every one of these registered sex offenders. Yeah. And none of them... Well, they uh, questioned or cleared them all. Yeah. During the search, you know, they brought in helicopters and they even had a... Somebody at the prison that would, that they had a, a contact with that brought out some bloodhounds to help with the search. Even had boats, and they were searching the water because the water, is, it's really close to where they are. It's about 300 yards to where their trailer was. Right through the woods. Yeah, to the St. John's River. So they brought out uh, the dogs and helicopters looking, and actually one of the hounds did hit on a, a scent. They did uh, find uh, a child's footprint kind of in the woods, but they said that, you know, her shoes were still in the house. But but then uh, a dog did hit on the scent and then run all the way down to the river. Mm-hmm. But when they got they searched, but they didn't find nothing down there. On February the 11th, 2009, the search continues for Haley with about 150 officers and 20 law enforcement agencies. So it it, it ramped up. Yep. They were people coming in from everywhere. Yeah, but getting the word out, you know. And that same day, uh, divers even checked the St. John's River. Yeah, like there was the dogs had hit. Yeah, yeah. And see if they could find anything. Divers had jumped in that river trying to find something. You know, and there's a lot of talk about down there around where where this was is where all the local people would always throw their uh, their deer carcasses out down there. And it was a pretty high uh, population of alligators in this area as well. Mm-hmm. So it's very possible it could have been. Yeah, if something would happen like that, it, would, it wouldn't have took no time. Mm-hmm. But like we said, Ronald Cummings, he had primary custody of Haley and yes. Ronald Jr. And But he began to dispute the ideas of Haley's disappearance as, you know, anything to do with custody. Yeah. You know, because, you know, like I said, Crystal got the kids every other weekend. Right. And I guess, you know, people were saying that because usually, you know, when uh, and, uh, abductions, it's usually somebody related, you know, more more so as a parent than a stranger would adopt it. Uh, Exactly. Whatever I'm trying to say. Yeah. He he didn't think it was that was the case here. And uh, at the time, there was a Texas-based EcuSearch, and this was founded by a guy named Tim Miller. He had a a daughter that went missing, 
So he's got a big search company right. that helps find missing people. And they even came and mounted a search and a recovery team and tried to help. And volunteers. And nothing. Yeah, they ain't getting nothing. Now, they did get, uh, just to back up a little bit, during this time when Haley went missing, there was another case going on in Florida. Yeah. And this was uh, Kaylee Anthony. Right. During this same time. And when Haley went missing, just shortly after, Kaylee Anthony's body was found. So it was just right in that same timeline. Yeah. I think it was like near right when they were doing the services and stuff for her is when this happened because when so much media was already in the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, Haley Cummings is the one we're talking about. She didn't get that much exposure to time no. because of Kaylee Anthony. Right. And even the relatives of Kaylee, the George Anthony, yep. he was the grandfather. Uh, they even offered support came in but they refused any kind of support from him and it's it's strange to me you know turned down support but i guess he just didn't want to be linked to that case yeah anything with you know it has a lot of similarities in a way but it does but you know i I can see you know them putting similarities between it and well you know they kind of know what it's going through yep and at this time too the crime stoppers they offer a thousand dollar reward for information and the bounty hunter who worked on Kaylee Anthony's case offered twenty five thousand yep. reward if Haley was found. Right. So that's, that's a lot of money on the table right there to get this kid back. Now, just a few days later, on February the thirteenth, two thousand nine, investigators did find several items of interest during a fresh search of the area. They never tell what that is. No, it drives me damn crazy. No, but they um, still and, don't know what it is. But they or what it was. They did say they were announced. Well, they do a more investigation and announce who will conduct more interviews of relatives and others, including re-interviews and polygraph tests. Now, let's get into some polygraph tests. Misty took polygraph tests. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says that she passed the polygraph test. Yeah, both of them said they passed. But Misty failed miserably. Every time. Every time. Even to the questions of, do you know who took Haley? Right. So she, the only one I think that passed the test was uh, White Boy Greg. Yeah. He was cleared pretty quickly of having anything to do with it. You know, he seemed pretty genuine in his answers, even though he was doing drugs with her and having sex with her. He, you know, as far as having anything to do with Haley gone, I don't think, you know, they pretty much ruled him out. Misty had an older brother named Hank Thomas Crosland Jr., but he went by Tommy. Yeah. And they had a cousin named Joe Overstreet, and Joe was in from Tennessee. Right. And he just happened to be there that day that um, Haley went missing. What a coincidence. Yeah. I don't know what exactly happened, but he went back that that night after she went missing. Yeah. Now, it said, you know, he had been in town visiting some family, and he actually was there's a photo of somewhere of him that i've heard about i haven't seen it with one of them and he was helped putting up a flyer but he left later that day to go back to tennessee but they're saying that you know he was he was actually scheduled to go back on this day it wasn't mm-hmm. just he just 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 left town you know yeah but uh missy even claimed that uh this joe overstreet her cousin even sexually abused her when she was a child right and claimed that he was a sexual predator or, or a sex offender 
but there was no evidence of that. He didn't have any record of anything like it. He had a lot of other arrests in criminal background, but nothing of you know, sexual nature at all. Right. But it's just kind of funny that he leaves that same night that and she goes back. And then later, I think the Texas did fly up there and talk to him. Yeah. And uh, they didn't uh, find out anything or find yeah, out nothing was connected in no way that they could find out. Nothing was even brought on that by that. Right. Yeah. But now Tommy, that's uh, Misty's brother. He was the first to accuse Joe Overstreet of kidnapping. Yeah. It had been reported that Overstreet planned to steal a machine gun from uh, Ronald's trailer. Right. And when he couldn't find it, that's when he threatened Missy, Misty with a knife and took Haley. Which makes no damn sense Mm-mm. to me. And uh, Joe Overstreet and Tommy drove to the St. John's River and five miles from Haley's home, and Overstreet threw Haley in the water. And Misty affirmed, later affirmed this statement of saying that she had lied earlier because she was afraid of her cousin. No, so they was accusing Joe Overstreet of this, yeah. taking Haley. Yeah, but in that may have happened, but it, it doesn't make sense to me why if you they can't find a gun, so I'm taking your kid. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. None at all. But you know, some things. One thing we failed to mention on this 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 whole family, everybody involved, everybody at one point or another is strung out on drugs. Yeah, everybody is. This a, must have been the pill popping capital of Florida. Everybody has a criminal background. Uh, Haley's dad has been arrested many times. They all have a criminal background. Hell, Misty's dad's been arrested many times. Yeah. So it's, it's not a good environment for any any kid. Just about a month after Haley went missing. They still hadn't found out nothing. No. Ronald uh, proposes marriage to Misty. And she's still 17, but he had to get per- the parents' permission to marry her. Right. And they got married in March. Yeah. And it's, They went to Chili's. Must have been feeling romantic. That's romantic. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he uh, he proposed marriage to her at Chili's restaurant. Yep, that's that's very very nice. <laughs> and they were married, and they wanted to get married there at that local church, but they wouldn't allow it. No, they didn't approve of this this union at all. Nope. So they got married in another residence backyard, right. trailer backyard. Well, you know, music, quick choice, you know. Yeah, quick ceremony. Yeah. And the de- the next day, they were flown to New York to be on the uh, Today Show. So this is weird. This is very weird. The next day. Yeah. And they were interviewed by Meredith Vieira yep. on the Today Show. No, his mama, his mama went with him, didn't she? Yeah, she went with him. And they were out on the town taking pictures, having a good old big time. Yeah, a month after she's gone. Yeah. And... Um, they were really questioned hard about why they got married. Right. Well, what was the motive? And and Ronald kept saying, you know, they're focusing on their marriage instead of focusing on trying to find Haley. He was saying what happened in their personal life ain't none, nobody's business. And yeah. I can imagine him saying that, you know, like when you hear him on the 911 call, how he was talking. So. Mm-hmm. But, yep. you know, and then her mom was saying, where are they? But, They've been wanting to do this for a while, so I thought I'd go ahead and give permission. But hell, they hadn't known each other mm-hmm. two months. Yep. <laughs> I mean, yep. And well, three months, three, four, four, four or five months here. And they they even said that's what Haley would have wanted them to do. Right. To get it looks like to me they're just trying to cover their ass on. Yeah, because some people think that you know if they're a married couple, you know, if they go to court, they don't have to testify against each other. Right. But that's not the case. Yeah, I'm sure they didn't look at it. 
No. So that's what I figure now, you know. I think, well, in Florida anyway, right. you can still testify against your spouse. But I don't know. It, it didn't really make sense why, but anyway. No. Mm-mm. They did. But they, yeah, they got married. Now, on March the 17th, 2009, the Crystal Sheffield, this is Haley's mother, family and friends, they announced that they're going to open a headquarters called Haley Bug Headquarters because that's what they called Haley. That was like a nickname. Yeah. Where Crystal can stay and remain near the location where Haley was last seen. And they took donations to help the search, and they were collected at the building and where they could take, collect tips and anything like that. Tips is in news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tips and news. And on March the 20th, both of Haley's parents announced that they were being represented by attorneys. Now, I think one of the attorneys who was uh, representing uh, Ronald was doing it pro bono just for the publicity, but they refused to uh, represent Misty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of these attorneys, they kept saying that Misty is the key to the whole finding Haley. Well, she's got to be. She's the last one to see her. Yeah. Last one to see her. And with 10 different stories in a weird, seemed to be staged crime scene. Mm-hmm. And it makes me wonder about that cinder block, you know, why it was propped open, why it propped up the door. Were they, what were they, it's almost like people are clearing the house out. Yeah. You well, know? why would she leave it? I don't it, know. Well, I mean, why would her sixth grade brain tell her that this is a good idea to, to prop the door open like somebody had to prop, you mean the girl was tiny. You don't need to prop a door open like uh-uh. carrying a refrigerator out of the, the house. The same person that says I've been doing laundry and I don't have laundry detergent. <laughs> You know, made. I guess it, it. I guess it looked good. Hey, there's a brick here. Yeah. Somebody prop the door open. Yeah, no, this makes sense. To no, me. it don't make any sense at all. Now, moving just a little bit forward, Misty, her brother Tommy, and Ronald, they were arrested a little bit later on unrelated drug charges and trafficking. This was in January of 2010, along with uh, Ronald's cousin Hope. Sykes and a friend named Donna Michelle Brock. And they all pleaded guilty and Misty pleaded no contest. Yeah. And the defendants except Misty were sentenced to fifteen years in prison and Misty got twenty five years. Right. We said that when she went in to plead no contest that she told the judge that that uh, they told her that she was underage and she wasn't getting that much trouble and then she she'd get uh, like uh, youth charges or something. Yeah, and said that uh you know, she knew she what she was doing was illegal, but she wouldn't have got caught if they wasn't watching her for, for the, the Haley stuff. Mm-hmm. But, so he wasn't impressed. Yeah. And then she said, you know, she was also kind of tricked that if she would have took that, they were going to give her, you know, a lot less time. Like I think six years is what she was thinking, and they'd give her twenty five. Yeah. But I think he'd done that to see if they could make her talk. Yeah, but they nobody talked. Nobody. And just a little, just another thing I want to talk about, Dale, is uh, Ronald. At the time Haley went missing, he got some time off from work from this bridge company. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to help look for Haley, do what he needed to do. Right. And he never went back to work. No. He never showed back up at work. And they were giving him time off to be able to do this. And he was bragging to his buddies how much money he was making off of this. Yeah. said when he, you know, he got back from that trip uh, when he went to New York. When he got back, as soon as he got back, he went um, he, he went, went down to Tampa Bay and got a tattoo 
or some kind of tattoo. And he said, uh, and all the people who were around him down there said he, he never really mentioned his little girl missing, but he sure mentioned how much money he was making off off the stuff. Yeah. So well, I guess he thought this was his new career move. Mm-hmm. And he would go in restaurants and stuff and expect free meals. Yeah, from a grieving, the grieving dad. Yeah. And he never went back to the bridge company. No. Finally, uh, finally they fired him. They gave him as much time as he could. They finally just had to let yeah. him go because he, he wouldn't come back. He never even went back to go like, well, I, I'm going to try it. And then, you know, act like it was killing him. Can I know. have more time off? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just didn't go back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, love's a strange. So it lets you know what kind of people we're dealing with here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I hate this for Haley because it's just it's really, really bad. Hey, what about Junior? He's still in that mess. So, yeah, I don't know what happened to Ronald Jr. I don't, you know, a family member has him or um, social service or what. Right. I hope I hope he's in a foster home instead of yeah. these these people he's kin to. Yeah, getting the hell out of here. Yeah, every one of them is bad news, man. But, yeah, right now Misty is still in prison. Ronald's still in prison. So, you know. Her brother's in prison, too, isn't he? Yeah, and they're not getting out anytime soon. Right. But, you know, if anybody knows anything – they're, they can call the Putnam County Sheriff's Office. Um, their number is on their website, but their number is 386-329-0801. We want everybody to weigh in. Let us know what you think about it. So what do you think happened, Donnie? I don't know. I think this this cousin of Misty's, this Joe Overstreet, I think they were there at the home that night. They were all partying. Yeah. And... They something happened, and I don't know if Haley got hurt. Maybe he accidentally took some drugs. I don't know. I don't know if they and they got rid of her. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the theories that, that Haley overdosed on some drugs she found, but I don't. I don't buy that one. I don't think any of these people had enough drugs they was going to leave laying around, you know, for a kid to come grab up, you know, off the table or something because you know whatever they were doing, but. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of like you. I think some stuff was going on. I think they're all even they're partying. I mean, there's other other theories about that. Even that uh, she took the kids to a party, but she didn't have a car. No. So somebody would have to come and take her and the kids to yeah. a party, which that doesn't really make sense to me on a Tuesday night party. We're going to take the kids and go out to a party. So that that theory don't really float with me. Could well, you got to remember who you're dealing with. Well, that's true. Nobody's working, so yeah. But you know, she'd have to take Ronald Jr. too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Both the kids, and yeah. Had, had if somebody could have had to come pick them up. I think something happened in that that trailer that night, and and they something happened to Haley. Yeah. Say so what if uh, they was all partying and no uh, creepy cousin Overstreet there decided to jump on Misty again, and maybe Haley was coming to try to protect her, and he smacked her down, maybe and hit her head and killed her or something. Could have. You know, or some, some, I don't know. I'm kind of way out in left field with this, but and then they uh, decide to, they just kind of, she goes in the bedroom with a little boy and they take care of whatever they need to do and go and see the alligators is what I'm thinking. But just to clarify this, Misty has told so many stories and so many scenarios. I don't think they believe anything she says at this point. No, because even when she's in jail, she told them a story. Actually, she told them that, you know, he did it. This this Overstreet guy, and where it was, and they went down there and they couldn't find anything to where she was telling them where stuff was. And then she, on the way back to the jail, she said, "Never mind, I made it all up anyway." So anytime she, they do believe her, she turns around and tells them she's lying. 
even if she who knows if she is or not yeah so i don't i don't know i don't know either man it's, so, it, it baffles me but I, I just hate that poor little girl i hate it for ronald jr yeah yeah because i mean they just been but the family rest of the family it's white trash man they just they're just bad people they really are hmm i'm trying to bark bad name at you yeah that's it almost as bad as a crack house <laughs> you're trying to bark famous baby yeah all right that is uh Haley cummins i mean there's there's a lot more details to that you can you can dive into it and read all the theories and but weigh in and let us know what you think yeah that's just the, the brunt of it yep you can go through all of them criminal history and records on and on and on and on yeah they got them yeah and there's one other thing that uh Oh, we left out the part where the, the marriage didn't last for six months and they got divorced. <laughs> they did get divorced. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and they said it was due to stress over the publicity of Haley and all yeah. that. But just another little side note, before Haley went missing, uh, Ronald was set to be arrested for some drug charges. Yep. And uh, they held off on the, the arrest because of the Haley disappearing, hoping that you know he would help he'll Leap. find a girl yeah 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 he was getting ready to get busted and they waited yeah so it just shows you i mean it shows you what kind of people they are yep sad sad yep all right we're gonna get out of here dale okay we want everyone to be safe be careful and always be aware of your surroundings because the next episode could be about you this is the, the crack house chronicles credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.